And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I'm your host, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the engine or bike in a back. Uh... <laughs> ah, stupid bike. The Ubermensch. Oh, the man. man without the master plan. The guy who thought nothing would be delayed. Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I do not want to talk about it. <laughs> but we're going to talk about it. We have to talk about it. You know then, it. I then know you it. will host Everybody this episode it. of the podcast all by yourself today. Okay. Well, I suddenly this is the got... Maximilian X show. Yeah. I suddenly <laughs> turned a mute. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So uh, I would say lots, lots to talk about. But um, if you are listening to this episode, we... Um, I don't know if you know what I'm just gonna say it on the top of the episode that people at least are aware of it. If you have not seen our special uh Gamescom live stream, uh, when we went live on Twitch uh, on my channel, um, it is also as I would be if I'm pretty sure as of the moment as this episode hits, we also put it on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out there, you'll have our full impressions of opening night live there for every game that got announced um, we're not going to hit up on every game in this episode we're just going to pick up some of the few uh that we thought were pretty cool um we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about other news um in the gaming world that happened last week and the week before as we always do um but uh, let's start off of let's start off with just that so what were the things that were announced at opening night live for Gamescom that you thought was okay? That's like that's got my attention. That you uh, either weren't expecting or was already announced, but they showed maybe some something new, some new elements that you weren't expecting. Well, I like that they announced a new Saints Row, and um, they're re- they're rebooting the franchise. Top of the show too. Yeah. Um, it looks really cool. It's set in a fictional city, uh, kind of like a, a Las Vegasy kind of place in the desert. Um, I read afterwards that there's a little bit of backlash from the from the fans that they're not happy oh. with it because they expected a little bit more goofiness or something like that because that's been the staple for the series. But uh, Volition has said, no, no, this is the course that we're going to go on and we are sticking to our vision, um, which I think is good. Um, yeah, six year guns. Yeah, it's coming out next year, early next year. I think in February. February is going to be shaping up to be a busy month next year. Oh my goodness! Like, uh, like October wasn't busy enough. They are yep. moving stuff to February, and February yep. is just easy. Yeah, yeah. So, so that uh, they there was a, a like a developer diary thingy they released a couple of days after. It's like seven minutes. They do some developer interviews. They show a little bit of gameplay. It's really looking, it's shaping out to be like a fun game. I mean, it's been a while since we got like a Saints Row. Um, I I always liked them, partially because they were goofy and partially because they did other stuff. For example, they allowed you to uh, play the campaign in co-op, which um, GTA never did. Red Dead Redemption didn't either. Um, So that was always a cool addition. Um, We got a new Marvel game that got announced, which is in development by Ad Firaxis. Uh, is a is a tactical turn-based strategy kind of 
um, Marvel game. I think if you've played XCOM, yeah. it's a bit in that vein, which I think is also really cool because I one like those games and I like it's a new take on the Marvel games instead of your classic third person beat 'em up, uh, Uncharted esque whatever game, you know. Yeah, they did say it wasn't going to be um, because Firaxis also does the XCOM games. Yep. Um, outside of um, Civilization, and they said it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like XCOM. Mm. It's definitely not going to be like Civilization, obviously. <laughs> Civilization building game. But they did say that it was going to be character driven. Okay. Um, you're gonna play as classic Marvel characters, but you'll also have your own original character. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. Um, some people are not that stoked about that. Uh, take that as you will. They've done this before. I think um, that very subpar Mar- Marvel uh, um, that. X-Men game that uh, Silicon Knights did, like one of their last games that they did, um, allowed you to make your own character in like the X-Men universe, but it I have was no kind idea. of crappy. I didn't know. Yeah, it was it was years ago, hmm. and it was crappy, and reviewed poorly. So that's probably why it never got my attention. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like people are like, okay, so if it's not like XCOM, that means you can't name your characters, obviously, because they're Marvel characters. It'd be weird if you renamed. Wolverine into the Badger or something. <laughs> something like that. Uh, so so you're missing out on the thing of naming your foot soldiers after your friends and trying to protect them and not have them permadie. Uh, you know, but but outside of that, you have cool things going on in that in that in that way. So I'm really, I'm really curious to see what they're gonna do with that game specifically. They only showed us off a of cinematic, so Yep. Yeah, and I guess it's based off the Midnight Suns, S-O-N-S, instead of S-U-N-S, as the game is called, um, franchise from Marvel, which has all the mystical and mythical um, characters, you know, like Blade and mm. Constantine and whatnot uh, in there. But they also, in the trailer, they showed off like Wolverine and stuff like that. He's not part of the mystical crew, so it's a little bit mixed. Um, so that's interesting to see how, how they're going to take it, how, how the approach you're going to take with that. It's a tactics game, so it's probably going to be interesting. And that's when I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing that I did really like is, um, what's it called again? TMNT, is it TMNT or is it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, it's TMNT Shredder's Revenge. They showed a new trailer for that. And you can play as April O'Neil, like classic April O'Neil in like the yellow jumpsuit, which I'm pretty sure never existed in real life, but whatever. And she was using like her microphone and like a camera to like beat on the foot soldiers. It's super funny. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And they showed like the new key art for the game. But the like I said it in the in the uh, in the live stream before is that the art looks a bit lopsided with april on one side Mm -hmm. so i still think there might be another character that they announce i think i'm not 100 sure it could be anybody um but it would be nice if they actually added another character in there yeah yeah um i think halo infinite got a release date december 8th december 8th yep finally 
it's not complete. Yeah. But it's got I'm still saying that they should have just delayed it. Well, they they considered delaying it again, but they felt like because they've cut the co-op campaign, they're going to release it at a later date and they're going to uh, include the forge at a later date. So their response was like it's a live service game so we can keep adding content so this is like the perfect moment to add that content and if we didn't push that content we might have had to push the game so this is like a a middle ground in which we can still ship the game this year and don't have to delay it uh, and have some content we can add further down the line i'm like yeah but you know this game is kind of stuck in development limbo for years because they announced this game years ago so um it should have been out by now. <laughs> well, it got rebooted. Yeah. But like it got announced like what, three years, four years ago? I think I think four years ago. It was yeah. it was it was in the it was definitely announced in the before four times before yeah. we even knew about the new Xbox consoles yeah. and the naming convention that yep. is just because then so... it was an open world Halo game. And yeah. now it's no longer an open world Halo game. It's just more like open the, world ish. Yeah, the the levels allow you give you more freedom to explore. Yeah, um, but when they showed it off last year, it still looked like that open world kind of game. So we don't know what it. Do we? Did they show off the single player stuff when they showed the late, the the last trailer like a couple of months ago at E three? Mm, during E three, they showed like a CG trailer. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So we're not gonna see co-op, which is, which it's I'm not a staple of the ha- series. It's it needs it, to be thank there. You. So I was about to say I'm not a big Halo fan, but I know for a fact that co-op is like a thing because that yeah. is literally the only reason I bought an Xbox 360. Yeah, that's it needs to be there day and date. I mean, you can skip the Forge. I mean, that can come out later, but co-op is like really crucial. I think both are crucial for two different reasons. Co-op, because it's something that's been a staple of the series. Forge is crucial because if you want if you want to give the multiplayer a running start, Forge is the way to go. Yeah. But if you're not if you don't have any plans to bring out Forge for the foreseeable future, and like say if it's six months down the line, I think people are gonna get pretty tired of the multiplayer very quickly and either move on to another game. You know, like Battlefield, or where Call of you Duty. can do crazy stuff, or Call yeah. of Duty, where you can do less crazy stuff. <laughs> um, seriously, you can't like you can't ride a tornado and jump out of a jet and yeah, like bazooka your enemy and then jump back into the jet and fly yeah. off into the tornado. Yeah, you can't do that in Call of Duty. I'm and we'll, so we'll, looking we'll, forward we'll, to we'll, Battlefield, and we'll talk about ta- call, call of Duty and what we've been playing. But uh, like. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen with Halo if the if uh, if the single player doesn't hit, and if well, the multiplayer doesn't hit. Yeah, because I, I think I mentioned this in the previous episode is that the multiplayer is free to play, so you're basically paying sixty or seventy bucks for a single player game, and with no co-op. With no co-op, and I mean everybody knows that the multiplayer is great because they did the technical test and everybody loved every second of it. So we already know that the multiplayer is going to be great, but they really need to justify that sixty bucks now. They really need to make sure that that co that campaign is amazing because they are charging you sixty bucks for it. But they don't because they don't have to. Ch- 
They don't have to justify it. Why not? Game Pass. Yeah, okay, but if people don't get Game Pass. But I'm going to say this, like, I at this point, we have to basically acknowledge the fact that anybody that wants to play Halo has Game Pass. Because they're going to they get... Key. Because they're going to get... Uh, unless they're, like, completely uneducated about Game Pass, they have Game Pass. Yeah. Or if they want to be like, well, we wanted to support the developer, so I'll buy a copy. Yeah. Know, that's on them. If they have that, that's fine. But they're still charging 60 for something that is basically not complete. Yep. Which is even more... Like, if, if you're saying, like, the multiplayer is separate, fine, whatever. The multi... Like, Forge is part of the multiplayer, and if that's going to be treated as a live game, then it, do, then it doesn't matter. But if you're treating it as a whole package... Then it gets kind of weird, right? Because if you're treating it as a whole package, it's not complete. You don't, you can't do co-op multiplayer. I'm pretty sure that three or six months down the line, people are not going to go back in just to do co-op multiplayer unless you attach achievements to co-op multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one thing the reason is why I'm pretty people... sure you don't have to skull hunt in the single player for the multiplayer because that would so. be weird. Uh, but I think that a lot of people will get the game physically. Because people want physical games. I mean, if you look at a simple, um, how do you say that? A simple, um, simple wish. No, um, in Dutch you say state proof. Oh, uh, good grief! What's that word in English? Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I forgot the English word. Uh, a poll. Yeah, well, if you take like a sample of yeah, a, sample. Of, yeah, yeah, if you okay. take like a sample of a of a group or a population. Let's go with Instagram in this case. I mean, you know that a lot of people like posting their physical games on there. So for besides the fact that they're like, Dude, look at me, I have Halo, and then a physical box, besides that element, a lot of people would want it probably physically because they can have it in their collection or maybe they already have all the Halos on disc and they want this one to be in the collection or maybe Microsoft is doing a cool collector's edition or a steel case. So I think... Actually, a lot of people will buy the physical version because it's the physical version. They have something tangible in their hand. Um, otherwise, the Xbox Series S would be selling like uh, hot dogs uh, and not just sitting on store shelves as we speak. Well, depending on where you are, it's yeah, but like in, in yeah, yeah, but like in Europe, it is like I mean, I probably bet you that I or I can order an Xbox Series S right now, which is. Which says a lot. Yeah. Speaking of special things. Yes. So at at the open night live where they showed off the they showed off the release date and the whatnot, they also showed off a pretty sweet looking elite controller. Yes. Which is saying a lot for me, because I am not really into that kind of stuff. Um but they also showed off a fancy Xbox One. Uh, Xbox, One. Xbox One, yeah. Xbox Series X. Gosh darn it, Xbox with your stupid naming convention. Uh, even they kind of secretly acknowledged that their naming convention is stupid because, yeah. like, during Gamescom, they kept calling it the ninth generation of consoles. <laughs> so even there, like, we're not going to mess this up. We're just saying the ninth generation of consoles, which is even more confusing. Oh <laughs> uh, no, kidding! Uh, they showed off a spanking new. Halo 20th anniversary um, edition that went 
on sale for five fifty. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. It's a, a limited edition Halo Xbox, but uh, which is coming out in November fifteenth. Yeah, and it says that you'll be able to download the game. So I think it it's comes a with a code. download code. Yep. Which is super weird. Why? But whatever. Um, because it's going to be part of Game Pass. Why not just say I'm giving you like three, four months of Game Pass? But sure. Um, because probably the download code is cheaper to do than giving away free. <laughs> probably, free yeah, because then they're just giving months. away one game instead of hundreds of games. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it sold out. I'm not surprised. The day it went live, it sold out. At least from what I could, because um, the Dutch website, the Dutch Xbox website, does not show where it's available. So I don't know if the Dutch website does not show it on purpose or if it wasn't set up yet or if it's not available to pre-order in the Netherlands just yet. But if you go to the to the to the American website, like on Xbox.com, it's not available to buy. So you can't buy it from Microsoft Store. Don't even bother going to the other stores because it's sold out. Because guess what? Scalpers got to it again. Oh, what and they're a surprise. selling it for like a thousand bucks on eBay, which is still weird because I'm pretty sure that November is uh we're we're entering we're in September. So September, October, November. That's still like more than 30 days. So I'm pretty sure that eBay is going to be taking down a lot of these entries because yep. they have like a policy of like you can't sell pre-orders on something that is 30 more than 30 days out, I think, or more than 60 days out. So I'm pretty sure those are down by now. If they're not, then they found a loophole to do it in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they were selling pre-orders for that thing for like a thousand or more. I, I saw one of the highest that I saw was. 1200 bucks. I saw one on uh, Marktplatz, which is like the Dutch Craigslist, and um, it was uh, 1100 euros. Yeah, they can go eat it. That is that is absolutely unacceptable. <laughs> it's a fancy looking Xbox with a fancy looking controller and a game code, and that's it. It's you not going to do anything paying, different. Like, to, yeah. it's, it's not going to do anything different. You should not get that for that price. Nope. You see it for that price. Do not get it. Like, just wait for it to like come down in 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 value in the eyes of the scalpers, and then pick it up. But other than that, do not pick it up at that price. Like, at most, if you spend six hundred euros on it, you know what? Still how stupid, but fine. Yeah, but how Microsoft can counteract this is taking away the limited part and just flushing the market with those consoles. Do they that, even have the console reserves to even do that? Well, they probably just reskinned consoles they were already planning on manufacturing. No, I think I, they're not skins. There's like I think actual molding going on. Yeah, yeah, but like I mean, instead of making twenty million black Xboxes, they're like, you know what? We'll just take away a couple of. We'll take away one million from that supply, and then we'll just put a different shell on it. Because the inside's still the same, and we're like, well, then we'll sell nineteen black Xboxes and one million uh, of the Halo in, uh, Infinite Special Edition Xbox, whatever it's called. Mm. Yeah, they ain't gonna do that. Plus, again, I don't know. It's it's. I feel I, I get why they're doing it. I just feel like something like this is so poorly timed, especially yeah. considering how hard it is to manufacture stuff. Yep. Um. And I read so, that yeah, it's that's... going to get even harder because the 
the GPU market is seeing increase in uh, waiting time because uh, I think COVID cases in China are rising, meaning that... Yeah, because the Delta variant hit them yeah, too. So, so. Uh, factories are not fully staffed, meaning for at least the article I read said that GPU shipments are expected to decline because of it and they hope to get it back to the level it was at the end of the month. But who knows what might happen. But then, like my second thought is like, well, it'll probably not just be related to GPU shipments. It'll probably be related to all sorts of other components as well. So we might even see a supply shortage again or a, a longer lasting supply shortage on PlayStations and Xboxes. Yeah. Because I, I really feel, I don't know how the Xbox side is, but I really feel that supply for PS5 has finally gotten to the level that I see a lot more people around me finally getting their console. Whereas at the beginning of the year, it was like a unicorn. It still kind of feels like a unicorn. It's just less so. Yeah. Because yeah. I see like a lot of people sharing, hey, I got a PS5. I finally got a PS5. I'm like, well, I'm really happy for those people. <laughs> the the finally is kind of kind of brings it home, doesn't it? Yeah. Because that thing came out in, when did it come out again? In November. November? Jeez, the freaking news. It's almost November 2021, people. Oh, boy. Um, And and when people said, I know I remember scalpers scaring people because then they would put up their scalped PS5 and they would say, well, you can buy it now for a thousand euros or you can wait till next year because the supply will never get better before May or June. And when I read those things, I'm like, I don't respond to threats. This is just utter bullshit what you're saying right now, but Apparently, those guys turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. And then some. Yeah. And speaking of people being true, we got to see a little bit more of uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Well, literally nothing. We also, got, we also got to see a delay, yeah. which you knew was going to happen, but you were in denial town. Like, I was when not they in said denial. That com- Here's the thing. When they said they, it was coming out this year, I laughed because... I knew that they were going to delay the game. I knew that they were going to do that because there was no way in this climate, in this environment, that they were going to be able to bring out something that they announced late last year that only had a CG trailer and it having come out this year. No way that was going to happen. And we're right. It's coming out February 18th. 18th. So that's another one for the February pile. Yeah, but like my reasoning behind it was if they delay the game, then they have nothing for this holiday season. So they're going into their first proper holiday season with no uh, system seller, which if you think about it, it's a solid argument. I mean, sometimes you have to take the hit. Like if they were planning on bringing it out this year, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But realistically, that was not going to happen ever. Like realistically, they were just like there. You can aim for a date. Doesn't mean that you're going to hit that date. If COVID wasn't around, they might have pulled it off. Oh, definitely. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's not impossible. I'm I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm saying that in the current environment, them thinking that they were going to be able to do it was a bit of a stretch. Yep. But under normal under normal circumstances, they should have been able to hit it, even if the delay was like till I don't know December. Yep. Um, they should. They technically would have still been able to hit it, but yeah, not not the way things are right now. I will say this: they did also announce a 
finally a proper update to Horizon Zero Dawn for the PlayStation 5. Yep. Did you check it out? No, no, no. I was intending on playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn like in October before Forbidden West came out. I was, I was kind of like thinking, okay, they'll probably bring it out in November. So like if I do, if I play it, I'll do it like shortly before the game comes out. Um, but seeing it, it got delayed now. I, I think I'll just might hold off. Um, it's a 60 FPS, 4K checkerboard uh, patch. Um, it looks pretty so basically a beefed up version of what they did with the the, the PlayStation 4 Pro version because that was also like um, yeah. that wasn't 60 frames, that was I think 30 frames, but 4K checkerboarding as well. Yep. But the funny thing is, is like I'm seeing that with Days Gone now because Days Gone got a similar patch. Uh, and maybe it's because I'm I play that game when I stream it, so maybe it's because I'm pretty close on the screen because normally I play it on my TV and I'm not as close on my TV as I'm on my monitor. But like, I cannot see that it's checkerboarding. There's not like anything that makes it look less. It really, really looks nice. I mean, in Days Gone, there's so much detail in Deacon's uh, jacket, for example, that you're like, when, when I see that, I'm like, holy crap, I didn't even notice these details on my TV. It's almost like I'm playing a whole new version of the game, even though they only unlock the frame rate, you know? I think the reason why you're not seeing it is because it's moving at a smooth frame rate. That's like the plus to the 60 frames thing. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I'm, because if, if you, I'm pretty sure that Digital Foundry will make you see those frames. Oh, yeah, they do with all those games. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they release one for Horizon in a few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it, but that's pretty cool. Um, there was one more game that I wanted to highlight. I don't know if there's another game that you wanted to highlight, but I just put it in the chat. And mostly because it was, it came like, apparently this was announced back in 2019, but nobody paid attention to it, probably because it's from an Asian studio. Um, that not a lot of, which is weird, because apparently the same studio made, um, made a, uh, an MMO called, oh my goodness, I forgot the name. They made like this very popular MMO that is apparently very popular. And I told my friend about it and it's like, and he told me, he said, like, yeah, they're the makers of this MMO. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that is. And he's like, the biggest MMO ever. I'm like, Yeah, that does not say anything to me. Nope. That doesn't mean anything to me. I forgot what the gosh darn MMO is. It's not even in the list. Um, Black Desert. Oh, yeah, I've heard about it. Is that now coming to console as well? I think it got announced last year. How the heck do you know about Black Desert? Because it was shown off during either the Xbox event last year or the PlayStation event last year because it looked stupidly beautiful. Yeah, it's from the same studio. Yeah. Um we know that Dokev is not coming out until sometime after 2022. Um so this is like like if you've seen that trailer, for one, it's a long trailer. Yeah. For two, like even while we were watching, even both of us were like, okay, this is not a Western developer. This yeah. is definitely an Asian developer. Yeah. Because it either is Chinese a Chinese developer okay. or it's a South Korean developer because it is so incredibly flat flashy. Yep. And then I listened to the music very closely. I'm like, oh, this sounds 
so like K-pop that I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Korean developer. Yeah. And lo and behold, it was a Korean developer. Yeah, I think, and I, I, we've talked about this before, is that I think we're seeing the rise of the Asian developers, to put it that way, because, I mean, it's always been Japan. And so now we're seeing more developers from Asia making games, such as in China and in South Korea and probably other countries as well. But like... Uh, a signature trademark of all those stuff, all the stuff we've seen so far is that it just looks too good to be true. Like it almost looks like that they're focusing all their effort on making it look pretty, but then mm-hmm. either the story or the gameplay will just suck. And it's more like a really flashy tech demo. Cause I mean, like uh, that's the only vibe I'm getting. I'm like, this is too pretty to be true. Cause we've been, we've been, we've had this so many times that a game looks too good to be true and then in the end it just ends up sucking because you know they just focused on the flashy bits and not on the on the core bits Hmm. yeah that's absolutely true you know what's also apparently absolutely true that black desert came out in december 2014 and i never heard of it until like my until my buddy brought it up oh wow okay and apparently it has a mobile version I am not surprised. It's it's on basically everything except Switch. <laughs> which is fine, which is fine. Like I've played MMOs on the Switch and if it's not optimized, it just it just really it's really super choppy and not really pretty mm. and doesn't really play like well. Like there's a, a free like there's a free to play MMO on there. I forgot what the name is. It's so not memorable um, as a game to begin with. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I don't even remember what the name of the game is, but it, I tried to play it and it was so choppy and not interesting. And like the gameplay didn't feel so good compared to like, say, Final Fantasy 14, which is like made to be played with the controller as well. Yeah. And this, this MMO also technically was made to be played with a controller. It just didn't feel as smooth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of surprised that, like, that alone is more surprising to me that they have this on everything under the sun, but they never bothered to port it to Switch. So. Maybe it's a technical limitation. It's on gosh darn Android and iOS. What what limitation is there? I don't know. (sighs) Well, it doesn't matter. There's too many MMOs lately. How how did MMOs get a resurgence, by the way? I think because people are sitting at home all day because of COVID. Uh, no, I mean, like, before COVID. Like, it started getting a resurgence. I have no idea. Maybe people were just tired of single... Because there's been this predicted trend that the industry is moving away from single-player games and that they're heading more towards multiplayer social games. But then, they're, luckily, we have companies such as Nintendo and Sony proving... That that's not true. Yeah, making great single player games. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, uh, is there any other game in the list uh, that you want to talk about? Because there's not a lot to talk about Dokef except for watch the trailer. Um, no, not really. <laughs> no, I I do yeah. want to say that the day before opening Light Live, Microsoft had an event. And it's just such a shame. We really have to talk about that. I just want to say that, like, it's a shame. It's a missed opportunity. I mean, it was. They could have done so much more. You know what I don't get? Get is if you were going to do that, why have a presence on opening night live, right? 
Uh, I told you point? because the uh, the reach is probably bigger. Then don't have your own event yeah, but, the day before. But like the day before, they can focus on stuff like Forza Horizon or on Age of Empires or on I don't know something else. And but then... they still showed off Age of Empires during opening night live, and it was a better showing. Yeah, I was about to say that. But like, I mean, you you want to announce halo on opening night live and not on your own show because more people tune into opening night live than your own show yeah and plus i mean like I i'm wait, not saying I've, they shouldn't have been at opening night live i'm saying they shouldn't have had their own show they shouldn't know with, with the way they delivered that opening show they should of the their own show they should not have done it because it was really first off they were Cringy. really stretching it out with content they did like mm-hmm. stuff that nobody's waiting for. And secondly, it was cringy as hell. I mean, they need to stop treating gamers like little kids. Don't get people that think that are funny or say stuff that is supposed to be cool or funny. We're adults. You can treat us like normal people. You don't have to treat us with silk gloves. You don't have to look at us behind glass. If you say something normal to, to us, we'll give you a normal response back. Nine out of ten cases. There are the outliers, of course. But like mm-hmm. if you keep on making that cringy stuff, oh, it is such a it's uh, you know, just uh. Uh, and they okay, do it not, not only at the Gex, Xbox show, they do it oh, like no, no, at no, no, all no. game shows. You know, when they when for example, I think it's the Dice Awards that gets presented by Jessica Chobot and Greg Miller. Mm-hmm. It's like they do the same thing. They try to be overly funny, but they're not funny. You know, like, I'm like, dude, you're not a comedian. Just shut up. It's an award show. Just hand out the awards. Isn't it kind of amazing how Jeff Keighley is the only one that's kind of keeping it classy when it comes yeah. to doing stuff? And I love him for it. <laughs> he keeps it surprisingly classy. Like, they had... Uh, they had they had a famous violinist come and perform music from Tales of Arise. Yeah, in full cosplay, no less. That was really cool. Which was pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, it's like okay, that's a thing. Um, Dead Mouse making a game—that's also a thing. You know what's weird about Dead Mouse? When yeah. he opened up, when he introduced oh, himself, right, he, introduced he said himself. Dead Mouse Five, and then for the rest of the segment, he kept on saying Dead Mouse. I'm like. Because he said, like, my name is Deadmau5, so you better tell your friends that it's dead. And then the rest of the whole segment, he's like, Deadmau5. Deadmau5. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> Make up your mind, man. Make up your yeah, mind. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess that's it for the Gamescom stuff, because we don't really have a lot of stuff to talk about outside of, like, opening night live. and like the Yeah. Yeah. Um, but stuff that got announced around it, though, um, during that period of time, is kind of interesting. Uh, so we already talked about um, the Xbox, but PlayStation apparently is also doing something interesting. They have revived the PlayStation Five. There's a new revision going out. At least as of as of this episode, it's only available in Australia and in Japan. I'm uh, I think it's supposed to be, be the, the normal one. It's going to replace the normal one. So I think this is like version 1.0. It's like 1.1. Yep. And um, YouTuber Austin Evans did a teardown of the console and did a little bit of inspecting of the console. And from what uh, they were able to find out and able to show us was, well, for one, it's lighter. 
like about 300 grams lighter. Um, And there's a reason for that. The second thing is it runs a few degrees hotter. Four to five degrees, yeah. But that could also just be an instance thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact that it's already that much of a differentiator is interesting. And we also know why, because when they opened it up, they found out that the heatsink is a lot smaller. Yeah, it's missing a, a part of the heatsink compared to the, the OG PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, I think, made from a different material because the OG one is, you see a lot of copper on it. Yeah, this one's not copper. Yeah, I think it's, it's something else like aluminum or something. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are making a big deal out of it. Um, I, I can understand the argument, but I think in this case, it's more like the PS5 is probably just over-engineered and this is a way for Sony to cut cost. Um, oh, it's definitely a way to cut cost. Yeah, I mean, like, to cut cost and it's still within the tolerances they probably have. Otherwise, they, they wouldn't do it because they don't want a red ring of death on their hands. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's the same with, like, with, Joy, with DualSense Drift. Made a, people mm-hmm. made a big deal about it. Nobody's talking about it right now. Yeah, because it's not a big deal yet. Like, stuff like that takes time for it to, like, snowball. Like yeah, even but... with like even with Joy-Con, it like people got it like the first couple of months, but it didn't become a big deal until like a year later. And when warranties start to pass. Exactly. Yeah, but like in this case, I mean if you compare it to the heatsink that they have in the PS5 and you compare it to previous mo- previous consoles and heatsinks, it's still a big beefy heatsink what's in there. I mean, like I've taken apart a PS4 and a PS4 Pro. The heatsinks on those are like, re- even the PS3, the heatsinks are really tiny compared to what's in the PS5. So like, yeah. if you compare it, it's like, holy crap, that's like a huge, it's a murder weapon. That's how big it is. I mean, yeah, you could still bludgeon someone with it, but... It'll uh, just be 300 grams it... lighter this time. Yeah. <laughs> the blow. Oh, good grief. Why are we talking about this I don't in know. such a way? It's, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's the it's the way. <laughs> no, uh, easier of you to say. I, I think it's it's just. I mean, these things happen. I mean, we'll probably get like a a, a slim revision in two years, and then it'll the the whole heatsink will have a completely different design. I just hope that uh, they know what they're doing. Probably. Um, I mean, I, I, Sony doesn't. Like, I, can, I can't remember Sony really having like repair callback quality programs with their consoles in the past not like on the scale that microsoft did with the red ring of death truth but they never had something as big as the red ring of death yeah but like i mean it speaks to the not that big it, it speaks to the experience you have as a hardware manufacturer that you you know you don't cheap out that much on components Hmm, maybe not on components, but on design, though. Yeah, the design is still something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we're just used to square boxes. That's what we're used to. Yeah, I mean, well, squares and rectangles. Uh, nobody can see that, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they can. Um, speaking of unfortunate stuff, there was a there's a developer like a really small developer that uh, recently put out one of their latest games. It's like this walking simulator horror game um, called, uh, what's it called again? Uh, Summer of 58. 
They put it out on Steam, and it's been getting a lot of positive reviews. There is one problem, however. So uh, Steam has this like really pretty decent return policy for digital games in that if you buy a game within 14 days of purchase and less than two hours of gameplay, you can refund it. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Summer of 58 is a game that you can finish in an hour and a half. Uh-oh. So a lot of people have been playing it and returning it. They'll give it a positive review, but they've been returning it for a full refund. Oh, shit. And a lot of people have been taking advantage of that. So the developer is like, you know what? I was going to work on another game after this, but this is not funding that game. Like this new game that I put out, it's not funding it. Can't do it. So I'm not developing games anymore. So thanks, you ruined another perfectly fine indie developer. And it's like, okay, so I get the I get the reason why the two hour thing is great. Mm-hmm. Like if you're play if you're playing like a multi hour game, like a sixty hour game, and you're and the first ten hours you're like, okay, or the first hour you're like, um, I'm not feeling okay, this. Okay, I'm not feeling this. I'm returning this. Yeah, that's fine, right? But if it's an indie title, I don't think that the two hours should apply because some indie titles are not two hours. Yeah. Like maybe like if you look at, say, for example, Journey. Journey, you could probably power through in if you really wanted to do, you probably can do it in two hours. I what the first time I played through, I took my time and it still took me only three hours to play through it. Um so it is possible to play like a really short indie title and then just refund it. And it's like it's not even like an expensive game because even like I went to Steam afterwards and I checked it out and I bought it. For one, it's on discount right now until like the the end of the first week of September. And two, it's like a twenty like a forty percent discount. The game is not even ten bucks. Like right now, if you buy it, it's not even six bucks. Why are you being so cheap? Like because if you people play the probably game, can. You know, they're abusing exactly. the system. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. They're yeah. abusing the system. The system, actually, if like Steam was very serious about it being very fair to both the developer and the, and the purchaser, it shouldn't be a two-hour time limit. What it probably should do is, I'd, if you want to do the two-hour time limit, that's fine. Do a check for the, the because Steam uses achievement. And I'm pretty sure when you beat that game, an achievement pops up that says that you beat the game the first time around. Let it check for that before someone tries to refund it. Oh, I see. You're trying to refund the game that you completed. I'm sorry. You finished that game. You clearly enjoyed it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have finished that game. No refund. Thank you for supporting the developer. Yeah. No, but come on. Like, If you're not supporting the small developers, you're going to miss out on like incredible stuff. Like, if it wasn't for small developers, we wouldn't have, like, Cave Story is from a one-man team. Um, it, but it's, okay. uh, it's, like, one of the OG, like, indie games that brought the whole indie term into light. Um, it's, like, had, like, multiple versions of it since because it's, like, that popular. Um, like, you wouldn't have Axiom Verge, which is made by one person. You wouldn't have... Uh, Hades. Uh, Hades. Which is done by a small team, although to be fair, it's it's a longer than two hours that game. You wouldn't yeah. have Stardew Valley, 
you wouldn't have uh, Shovel Knight. You wouldn't have any games that are like short or fun or like different because they literally cannot um, they literally cannot live off the fact that people are doing refunds on it. And if you're going to be petty and refund a game that's less than 10 bucks just because you finished it within the two hour limit, that is super petty, in my opinion. I think a lot of people will use the argument that it's a principle matter, but I mean... Think about others in this case. Don't about your own. Don't think about. I mean, like you've probably blown six bucks on something useless, like uh, three cans of Red Bull or that stupid, uh, what's it called? Uh, those gaming powders that you drink. Mm. I mean, like whatever label they slap on it. I mean, it's what, basically what? Yeah, whatever. I mean, like it's basically pre-workout with a label with a gamer's label yeah. on it. No added sugar, all natural ingredients. But when you when you probably take a a cup of that, you're bouncing around the house the whole night because it's basically pre-workout. I mean, like you're probably blowing money on that, you know. So what's six bucks? Yeah, and I know that six bucks is a lot in some countries or for some people. I mean, it's it could be the difference between having a meal or not. So I am not downplaying that, but if you are like a modest income person and you can buy multiple games a year. I mean, and if you have the power and and the ability to support someone like an indie developer, just do it. Exactly. Just eat a pizza less a week. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I I had to bring it up. And, you know, when stuff like that happens like it brings the fire it's a shame it's a it's a literal shame because literally you are destroying an industry exactly which super sucks yeah it's not like indie developers have like a leg up or anything they're already they're already doing stuff out of pocket yep you know they don't have a publisher to fall back on they're not it's not nobody's fronting the bill they're doing it because they love doing it yep and you're just destroying that i i'll (sighs) tell you a quick story about stardew valley because I read Jason Schreier's uh, book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. And in one of the Mm. stories, they are talking about Stardew Valley. And Stardew Valley was made by one person, the initial game. And that person kept working on the game. He had no job. He had no income. While his wife worked multiple jobs just to pay the bills, just to keep food on the table. So that because she believed in him so much, she's like, I believe in him. Whenever this game comes out, it will probably be a good game. Uh, and people will uh, will buy it, and then all the time and the effort that I put into this will pay off. Uh, eventually, the, do- the guy does start getting a job because you know it becomes really hard. But eventually, when Stardew Valley comes out, and along the way, a publisher, a smaller publisher, tags on and says, "Hey, we'll help you out with the publishing," and blah 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 blah. The dude's a basically a millionaire now. Um, he he doesn't spend or live like a millionaire. He just lives like normal. But the fact that people supported him and the fact that his wife kept on working multiple jobs just so that he could work on his game gave us an amazing game like Stardew Valley. So like exactly. in those cases, an indie developer came out with an amazing game that a lot of people know and played and probably enjoyed as well. And if we do these petty things like refund the game because we finished it in 90 minutes well we will miss out on the next stardew valley yeah exactly i'm still gonna try and figure out how i'm gonna play this game because it does not run on geforce now so i'll have to 
I'll have to actually download it to my PC and play it there, but uh, I'll let you know how it is. It's a horror game, so it probably won't end well for me. You should probably <laughs> stream it. You need to stream it. No, I can't stream it. My PC is not strong enough. For well, then put it on your new rig. We'll find a way. We'll emulate it. Yeah, speaking of emulating things that have been out over and over and over and over and over and over and over <sighs> and over and over again, Skyrim! Yay! The favorite re-releasing punching bag of the game industry is 10 years old this year, and they're celebrating that by bringing out a 10th anniversary special edition for PlayStation 5 and the Xbox uh, Xbox consoles. <laughs> I'm not going to make a mistake. I'm just saying that, and then you can figure out which consoles I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm surprised it took them this long. I expected them to be there with launch of the new consoles. Uh, but yeah, because <laughs> but it's... They had, ten... to add some, they had to add some flares to it. Like fishing it and stuff like that. Uh, like fishing. Yeah, who cares? I mean, I never finished Skyrim because the game bugged on me in a quest, and then I had put a lot of hours into it. And because it bugged out in the quest, I was like, you know what? I don't have the patience for this anymore. But I cannot imagine a game from that long ago looking decent on a current-gen console or a next-gen console. I mean... I mean, on PC it does, if you're downloading it, one of the, the high-quality the high, yeah. the, the high texture pack mods yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but like on a PS5 or a Series X, I mean... No. Yeah, I think... Outside of like the added content, it's basically running on the same engine as the um, the definitive edition or whatever that came out like three years ago or so. I have no idea. I know that. Yeah, uh... I think that's basically what it is. It's basically that same version, except they added fishing and a bunch of other stuff. I know that a uh, friend of the show, Robin, his wife, has a platinum for Skyrim. So uh, hats off to her for putting all the time and effort into it. I could never do it, but... Um, Every who knows? time I hear about her gaming achievements, I feel less adequate as a gamer. <laughs> but, you know, that, but, you know, that's the beauty of it. We're all gamers, no matter our, our gender or, or background. We can all just enjoy this hobby together. And um, yeah, I think it, we can it, all I, get humiliated in the exact same I way. I think it's super cool that he and his <laughs> wife both play games. I mean... Now it made probably less because they have a kid, but um, it's super cool that they can. And I mean, I think Ratchet and Clank was her favorite game, so she was super excited when a new Ratchet and Clank got uh, announced. I haven't checked in with Robin about it yet, but he probably had to watch over the little baby a lot while she was playing Ratchet and Clank. I don't think it, Ratchet and Clank is that long, so it's around uh, thirteen hours for a platinum, or something like that. Yeah. yeah so well, I'd like, like to see you watch over a kid that for like thirteen a weekend? hours. Well, I like to see you do it first uh, with a little crying baby. To, uh, hey, I used to watch, well, not unsupervised, but I used to watch my little niece when she was a baby. And I was like still a little kid. Okay, again, not unsupervised. I was about to say <laughs> that. How did that end up for her? No, no, no. It's fine. My mom was there. Moving uh, on. Moving on. Uh, some breaking news. Oh. I, I thought this was going to be a little bit short, but breaking news, if you check in the chat. Um, so I think we talked, I think I talked about it during the, the Twitch stream. I'm just bringing it up again, real short, but Fortnite is doing weird stuff. Uh, and one of the weird yeah. stuff that they're doing is that they added um, 
a uh, uh, what is it called again? A um, memorial service or something? Um, like not a memorial service, but they added like this museum of human rights, specifically surrounding Martin Luther King Jr. and the March on Washington. So like you can go into Fortnite, say I want to go to the march, it'll teleport you into a waiting room of a bunch of other people. And then you can walk around, recreate a slight recreation of Washington, D.C. with the reflecting pool and the Lincoln Memorial. And there's like this big screen in front of you that displays like the entire I Have a Dream speech mm. in full. Um, there are mini games around it that you can do with other people that are there. Um, and as long as you're in that area for 20 minutes, uh, so basically the entire speech, um, you get like this spray that you can use in the game to tag walls that says DC 63. I admire the idea. I just don't know that if idea. Fortnite is the best game to do this. I mean, exactly. it's probably because Fortnite is super popular. So if you're looking at a reach point of view, like how can I reach as much souls as I can, then yeah. Fortnite's a most obvious choice. But if you're looking for the proper game to do it, I would rather say this fits more in with an Assassin's Creed because they've been doing like these tours in their games, like in the the Egyptian version, like in, uh, what was it called? Assassin's Origins. Creed. Origins, yeah. There or in Odyssey, you had this whole archaeological non-combat mode where you could just explore the whole world. And it was basically like, a, like an encyclopedia of... Of exploring the game you know you could find because they accurately build worlds you could actually learn stuff while you were just exploring the game instead of and combat was disabled so on your own pace you ha would have this unique experience i think it's also in valhalla it's something they just will add to all the games going forward i would I say that it's that. a perfect addition to something like that because it it's educational but I think in this case, it's more like, how do you reach as much people as we can? Well, we'll throw in Fortnite. Yeah. So they also kind of messed up with that when they started off. Oh. Because people were able to use any emotes that they wanted. Well, not any emotes. They blocked a few emotes. Yeah. Um, and they have specific emotes that you can only use in that mode. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, just sitting down or like protesting, like with the sign and stuff mm -hmm. that says... Um, uh, dream on it and uh yeah there were a lot of people doing a lot of weird stuff really quickly and it took them a day to take that all out and be like oh yeah we we're sorry that we kind of left that in um we're banning all that stuff now so you can't use those like random emotes because people are like doing like weird dances with weird characters there's like this one video that was on twitter where a dude was like when you get into the game into the game area first, you're being like glided into like the the reflecting pool area. Mm -hmm. So you're like kind of like flying and then you land down. And there's this one where like the Joker is doing this dance I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so um so bad. That's so bad. Why can you do this, right? Yeah. Like absolutely disrespectful stuff so they took that all out and now it's not exciting anymore um so 
Yeah, it's, it's super weird. But that's not the weird thing that I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to bring it up because oh. it, that alone was already weird. And as if, like, Fortnite couldn't be more weirder, Will Smith is going to be in Fortnite. What? As Mike Lowry from Bad oh, Boys. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but it's his likeness. So it's not like, oh, it's a character called Mike Lowry who happens to be black. No, it's Will Smith's likeness. But that's that's what you would want. his character as Mike Lowry. Yeah, but that's what you would want. It's still super weird, though. Because they've never done this before. Like, they've had fictional characters who are actual, factual, fictional characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like the aforementioned Joker. They have Thanos in there. Although you can't play as Thanos anymore. Um, Iron play... Man, okay, to be Batman. fair, they, they only, there's only one other time that they've done this, and that is with John Wick. Yep. But with John Wick, it kind of makes sense because John Wick is kind of a cartoon character to begin with. I mean, you don't rack up a body count like that and people still think that you're like a normal person. I remember back <laughs> in the day, you know, the funny part about the John Wick skin is that you could only get the John Wick skin in two ways. You could either buy it, but nobody bought it, or you had to grind to get it. But if you had to grind to get it, you would become a really good player because you would put a lot of time in the game. So we would always know, because we, we, we played Fortnite in the beginning with the same friends I play Warzone with. We always knew in the beginning, if we encountered John Wick, we would always run away because we'd like, that guy's really good or that, that player's really good. So it's no use fighting against him or her because they're going to whoop your ass. So you might as well just run off and hope somebody else kills it. So it, it was kind of <laughs> like in the movies where everybody's like, oh, it's John Wick. You know, it, it had that effect. Yeah. So, yeah, Mike Lowry in Fortnite. That's, I cannot wait. That's I'm really super. I don't yeah. think. I didn't open the thing. Yeah, yeah it, it does have an image of it. So I don't know. Like the link is in the chat if you've seen it already. I'll have a look in a bit. But it is like it is legit, straight up like '90s Will Smith, like super like fit and like with the you know with the clean mustache and the sunglasses and nice. the and the equipment. So yeah, it's it's Mike Lowry, all right. I don't know. I, I'm actually, not surprised that he does this because uh, yeah, I don't think he does the voice for it. So oh, that would, that's a shame. Yeah, at least it doesn't say so here. It doesn't say like what he provides like. I mean, like Will Smith is everybody knows him from acting, but I think he's one of the most expensive paid actors in Hollywood, and that's why he doesn't appear in a lot of movies anymore because he's just so really expensive. Um, that's so, one of the reasons. So uh, he's been diversifying his portfolio a lot. So he has like a big YouTube channel. He's on TikTok. Um, I remember he was uh, part of a, 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 some sort of commercial for F1 where he took Lewis uh, Hamilton hostage and he was supposed to drive in the F1 car instead of Lewis Hamilton uh, in the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix a couple of years ago. So like he's doing a lot more with media than just movies. And that's cool because I I used to watch his YouTube channel for a while. He used to make these cool vlogs. So, you know, he's, he's just branching out into other stuff. So... In a way, I'm not surprised that he's doing this. Uh, I'm, oh, no. I, I think it's really cool because he's also doing it in his own way. You know, it's not like a, uh, like how it used to be with video game, movie games in the past that they would capture the likeliness and the voice of the actor, but it was just like this really strict format, really corporate like, this is what we want you to do and this is the only thing you can do. And not yeah. g- g- letting them give their own input. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. I I'm sorry. It's just so weird. It's I know. Just, it's so it's super weird. Super weird. I know. Ah, uh, um, I think that's about it in terms of news. Uh, All right. Like I said, light on articles, but you know us, we can talk forever when it comes to video games um, and video game news. So I would say stick around and we'll be right back with what we just about. back ladies and gentlemen to the last segment as always what we've been playing so sean templar what have you been playing um i've continued my quest on finishing games so mm-hmm. i don't know if i mentioned it this the last time but i think i talked about last time that i was that i finished mafia definitive edition yes you did. and that was playing control i think yes you did i think you said you finished control I, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, at least I finished Control, and then I started playing Mass Effect 2 again. I had made like a little start at the beginning, so I, I'm continuing on Mass Effect 2. Uh, the Legendary. I think I'm around a half, or the halfway who's mark. Your, who's your romantic interest? I don't have a romantic interest. <laughs> no kidding, really? I've, I've never romanced the character in Mass Effect. No I, way, really? I'm, I, I'm just too impatient for it. Wow, it's not like how it's just part of normal interaction with characters. I don't know. I'm just doing the main missions. But oh. uh, yeah, I. Uh... So you don't socialize on the Normandy when you're like when it's a little bit of downtime. You just go to the straight to the next mission. Uh, I buy upgrades and then I go straight to the mission. Okay. I, I I did do the the loyalty missions for the characters. I'm doing those because it yeah. gives a trophy. Uh, but that's the only reason. Um, so uh, did you play Mass Effect 2? Yeah, yeah, I played and finished Mass Effect 2. So I didn't finish Mass Effect 1. The only thing, the only one I didn't finish was 3. I have the same thing. I finished the first and second one, not the third one. So I'm, I'm in the second, um, you know, like you have to, you, you have to do missions and then there's the part where there's a human colony where, uh, where you have to go to and then you're in, you're on the colony while the people are getting abducted by the collector and then later on, you have to do a couple of more missions, and then they find a, the collector ship that was on that planet. So I'm in that collector ship right now, uh, you're, and then you're being ambushed by the collector. So I need to fight my way out of that. Um, I done, I, I did the the loyalty missions for uh, Grunt, who's the Krogan. So you have to go back to their planet, and uh, then they're talking about the Genophage. You know how they kind of sterilized all the Krogans because they were getting out of control and stuff like that. So I've done that. Um, I, I'm using some. Uh, somebody shared me like the optimal mission list that you can follow for the best story. So I'm, I'm following that list, which is actually pretty nice. Um, so I saw. I looked a little bit ahead. I'm, I'm in Act Three. I'm on the half. So I think with a little bit I'll get into Act. Th- I'm in Act Two, and I'll get into Act Three soon, and then I'll probably finish the game. So I'm thinking maybe this week. Um, and then I don't know if I'm going to start playing 3 after it because I bought Yakuza 3, 4, 5, and 6. It was in the sale. Um, so I bought those, and I actually want to dive more into Yakuza because I, I love those games. I you never expected Yakuza, it, but it's... It's Yakuza, bro. It's, yeah, it's Yakuza. So it's like... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not it's a Jacuzzi, really nice. man. <laughs> yeah, I normally say Yakuza, so I don't know why it's like Jacuza. 
but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to playing Yakuza. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've also played a little bit of Star of um, I was about to say Star Wars. Why? Uh, of uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. It had an alpha called Champion Hill. Basically, yeah. it's a duos uh, turn duos uh, tournament style arena. So you know you just have to fight against other people, drain their lives by killing them, and then you yeah. get up in the tournament. I won two tournaments, I think. Oh, good um, for you, because I won z- absolutely zero. Well, you don't play. A lot I did of get FPS. better as I yeah. played, but the thing with at least I, I don't know how your experience was with your teammate, but we both we both were bad <laughs> at it. Yeah, and if when you're playing a game and you're forced to play with another player and that player is bad or you're the one that's bad, yeah, it kind of puts a drain on the excitement. Yeah, I can't imagine. So I didn't really play it for long. I think I played it for maybe two an an hour and a half. Okay, and well, I was like, okay, I I like I got the gist of Champion Hill, hmm. and I get the idea behind it. I don't think it's my kind of like unless I have someone who can carry me through like a match. I don't think it's my kind of uh, uh, um, uh, a game mode. Yeah. I can't imagine, but it I'm is like... interesting. It's it's something different. Yeah, I mean the 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 beta is starting like in two weeks or something like that, and then it's just multiplayer in there, so they should be fine. Um, I saw that they ru- there was a rumor that they were running off of the Modern Warfare engine. I think it is confirmed that it's running off of the Modern Warfare engine because they have the mounting in there, like in Modern Warfare, and the graphics look similar. Um, I hope in a way that the gunplay from Modern Warfare, the feeling that those weapons had, kind of carries over because the gunplay in Modern Warfare is really good. And I noticed in this one that it's it's similar. I spoke to a friend of mine and he, he sent me a message the other day. He's like, I'm surprised, but I'm really liking uh, Vanguard because uh, mostly they're skeptical. Uh, but they yeah. were, they were, yeah, like the guys I play Warzone with like are the worst group to play Warzone with because they're all like uh, alpha people and they're always like really hard. They're all in, a bunch of alpha males. Yeah, they're all a bunch, <laughs> of, a bunch of stupid alpha males and like they have the, 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 the lamest taste in games because we can only play Warzone together because if someone else tries to suggest another game, it's like really hard. It's like, nah, no, I don't feel like this. I only play Call of Duty. Oh, no. Uh, it's just like a really sucky group in that regard. We do have a lot of fun, but it's just <laughs> uh, it's just so tiresome sometimes, you know. But hey, um, but hey, a few of them were positive about Vanguard. Um, I'm still waiting for Battlefield 2042. I'm going all in on that. Um, so I, I, I really don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe if Vanguard gets, uh, maybe I'll buy it in like a sale. But for the time being, I am definitely not going to get it. Oh, okay. Oh, I hope everybody's okay. They're try they're they're getting they're coming for me. <laughs> um but yeah the fire department is coming for you. No, this is like either an ambulance or police. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um yeah, so I, I liked Vanguard. And then I streamed some uh Days Gone Again twice this week. Um yeah, I mean I what can I say? People are probably getting bored of me talking about Days Gone, but I just love the game, you know, it's just that awesome game. Well, you're further than where where I left off, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, I I need to, I need to pick it up again, but I but I'm still we'll get to where what I'm playing, but uh, yeah, yeah, your streams are good. Your streams are good, at least. 
Thanks. It's fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the only It's thing also I... fun to watch and see you uh get ambushed two times in a row. Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if no if you haven't played Days Gone yet, um it's this post apocalyptic um action adventure game. Um it's like the open world. Um did I say that? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, yeah. Um and one of the things that can happen when you play that game is that uh, there are other peoples, other survivors out there who uh, can lie in wait and ambush you while you're driving on your hog <laughs> to your next destination. Yeah. And if you're really bad luck, <laughs> like Sean, they'll ambush you twice. <laughs> yep. It's uh, it's something. It wasn't even like five minutes in between. I like the, you taking the previous. The annoying team part down. was I saw it happening the second time, but I was too late because I saw the rope and I was like, <gasps> and then I already was too late and hit the rope. Well, that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, oh, I you mean, should check him out. You should check him yeah. out. Twitch.tv/slash Sean Templar, all one word. You can find it there, man. It's a yeah. <laughs> You know the tricky part is is that I try to keep it e for everyone, so I'm I'm really struggling sometimes with not cursing, because normally I would just curse, you know, because just to let the frustration out, but I can't now. So that's yeah. like one of the things I'm like, mm, okay, um, and yeah, I mean the, the the tricky part is is like it's I really appreciate the support and I really love that people come by and and have chats and talk and stuff like that. It just sometimes it's I I'm it's hard for me to keep talking or saying something because you don't want to watch somebody that's just a mute and focused on the game and not paying attention to chat. But sometimes I'm just enjoying the game and then I'm forgetting that I need to focus on chat. And like the, the cool part is, is that on the PlayStation, if you stream directly from it, you just get a message on screen when somebody says something, but like sometimes you just, you have to initiate something or you have to keep talking so people can respond to it. And that's like the one thing I'm struggling with right now but I, I think like the more you do it, the more you get better at it or easier with it. I mean, like I don't have the nerves that I have in the beginning that I was a little bit nervous before I started streaming. That's like all gone. So now it's like, uh, yeah. It's basically like it's basically like playing a video game with your friends, except your friends are not on the couch with you. They yep. are various distances around the world. Yep. But that's what I like uh, about streaming. They're, they're, that... they're responding to you in text form. Yeah, in delayed text form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But delayed. that's what I what I like about streaming is that it gives you the feeling that you're playing games with your friends. It's just that you're in the driver's seat and they just get to tag along and watch you drive poorly on a bike. In my case, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, it happened the first time too. Like you kept crashing into like everything. <laughs> the first ten minutes of my first stream, I just keep kept hitting the same tree, and then eventually, I spoke to a friend of mine afterwards. He's like, "You." have i don't hope you have a driver's license because you cannot drive and he drove with <laughs> and i'm like well you survived the journey over here with me in my car so you know how that goes <laughs> well cars sure but i'm never stepping behind you on a motorcycle oh i wouldn't dare to get on a mo motorcycle I'll probably <laughs> kill myself yeah uh, and um yeah um I think that's it. Yeah, there's not a lot I've been playing besides Days Gone and Mass Effect. And um, I'm actually happy. I'm just, you know, I don't try to play a lot because it kind of distracts. I mean, I've, I've played the, the occasional Warzone. Um, 
you know, but that's like regular. I just got like uh, 10 minutes ago, I got a message from a friend saying, you want to jump in a few matches of uh, Call of Duty multiplayer? Like, I haven't played Call of Duty multiplayer for like months. So, um, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that's basically what I've been playing. What have you been playing? Uh, well, I've been dabbling in a lot of stuff. Uh, I was still streaming Secret of Mana, so that's that's still going on. I took a break from that this uh, this this week around, and I was actually going to stream uh, on Sunday, but yeah, I was way too tired by by the end of the day. So I was like, plus I was like, you know what? I'm too tired. I'm just going to support you and watch what you're doing. Thank you. And uh, see you get ambushed multiple times. Though I must say that... <laughs> and you had a horde suddenly coming after you yeah. for no reason. <laughs> oh, man. It felt like a chain reaction, all that stuff happening at the same time. But oh, I must say man. that like people are missing out your... If they don't look at your Secret of Mana streams, they are definitely missing out because of the voice acting you've introduced into the game. I remember the first time I was... I, I had your stream open, but I was doing something at the same time. I was looking on, uh, I was reading something on my computer. And then I suddenly hear you do the voice acting. I'm like, what the hell is that? Who is that? You know, I didn't expect it. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then you're like, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I, and I checked all the tabs that were open. And then I suddenly came to your tab. I'm like, is this guy voice acting? And it was, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I would... I would recommend it to everyone to watch it because it's just, it's it's something. Jokes on you! I'm not the only one that apparently does that kind of stuff on really? the stream. Yeah, oh. I was on, a, on on another stream yesterday, and there was this guy playing Final Fantasy IX, and he was doing the same thing. Oh, nice! Not not for every scene, but like for like major scenes, he was doing mm. it. And I was like, I, oh, thank goodness, I'm not the only one that does that. He's <laughs> like, no, yeah course because there's no voice acting and it's just more fun to do it that way it uh yeah that's true it definitely is it's unique i, <laughs> I can give you that yeah um so i played that and i played a bunch of other stuff so like we already talked about before we played vanguard not together just separately like even sean didn't know that i was playing vanguard. i was surprised yeah i played the writer's republic open beta oh how was that that was a thing um it's so I was, I'm just going to say up straight up, it's a game that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to play. And after the beta, I'm still looking forward to playing it. The only gripe that I have is the control schemes. Yes. It's a bit cumbersome because there, it's basically a one, it's kind of a one control scheme fits all. Mm -hmm. But apparently what they did from what I heard from other people that have played it, that have played um, Ubisoft's other extreme sport game, Steep. Yes. At least, and when it comes to because Steep is like specifically like snowboarding, and I think um, snowboarding and uh, wingsuit. And they said like the controls for for Steep, it's basically they just airlifted that, put it in Riders Republic. At least for those two parts, I'm like, okay, that makes sense because like the snowboarding feels relatively solid it's still something to get used to mm -hmm. um they're not doing the thing that like skate was doing and they're also not doing what tony hawk games do okay so it's a bit 
it's kind of a little bit in between those two in terms of, well, you can have it set to automatic or you can have it set to manual. I played manual because automatic is fine, but I but the downside is you don't get extra points when you're doing automatic. When you do manual, you have to land yourself and it has to be perfect so that you can get extra points for the landing. Mm. My problem was with the bike part, which is the first thing that they introduced to you. They introduced basically every sport um, after like a couple of races, they'll introduce the next sport. Yeah. So the first sport they introduced was like downhill racing on bikes. Mm-hmm. And the bike controls are so weird. And the way Riders Republic works, I didn't expect it to work the way that it does. It's because it's a multiplayer. It's it's kind of like an MMO. Okay. In the sense that you have a lot of people playing together. I think on next-gen consoles, it's 64 players okay. in the play area. But in current-gen, because I have a PlayStation 4, in current-gen, it's only 20, which is okay. fine. But you're... But you are and you are not there at the same time. Okay. So when you're in the hub world, when you're not doing a instant race, it's all of you there, right? Yes. So it'll show a maximum of 20 people. But if you look at the map, you like see like hundreds of people like in parts of the area just riding around and doing stuff. When you're in a race, it's an instance. Okay. But the other players there are not there live. It's their time trial ghost. Oh, okay. So you can like you there is some collision and you can like bump into other players as characters. Um, but you can't they, they won't veer off. Hmm. Kinda. So like you bump into them, but it doesn't really affect you that much. Kinda, sorta. Um, and you do have like that infamous rewind feature, yeah. you know, like if you've played, um, it's also if you've played the one. crew or any other like racing game. Yeah, it's a Formula One feature. as well. Exactly, but Formula One has it too, and it rewinds you, but not the other racers. Well, that's interesting. Which is yeah, because it's not about if you. Technically, it's not about you coming in first. Yeah. It's about you getting the fastest time. Okay. So it feels more like you're playing, you're constantly playing time trials, like, you know, like ghost time trials Mm -hmm. instead of an actual race. You're not racing against actual people. You're racing against their racing time. Interesting. And that's a little bit of a bummer. Because technically, it doesn't matter if you come in first or if you come in last. As long as your time is the fastest, you will still get points. Is is it fun? Snowboarding and the 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 the, the, the wingsuit were fun. Okay. The bike racing downhill was challenging because I had to do a lot of rewinds to a point where. During one race, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to rewind. I'm just going to start the whole race from scratch. Because at this point, I'm not going to have a good time set anyways. Mm-hmm. So that I might, as well, I, don't, I might as well just restart the whole race. So I did, and I actually placed well. Um, I actually got in like a good time. And there were some times where I got like the second best time on that, uh, on that hill. 
So it's like, okay, nice. that's, you know, when, you, when you're able, when you get used to the controls, it's fine. Um, the tutorials aren't that great because apparently I missed the part where it teaches you how to pedal. Yeah. So I was like trying to go downhill and all I did was just press forward so that my character leans forward to make speed. I did not know that you had to hold R2 to pedal to top oh. speed. <laughs> okay. So I was like, the, the only other thing that I knew how to do was steer and brake and do tricks, but not how to pedal. I would say that in such a game that uh, pedaling would be just multiple, multiple t- taps on X, for example, that makes more sense. Than using yeah. R two, so no, because they're using the the face buttons for tricks. So if mm. you want to jump, yeah, jumping is also weird. When you want to jump, and I, I'm assuming that this is also the way it worked in Steep. When you want to jump and you want to do a trick, you can I do one of two things. You either hold X to crouch, yeah, and then right before you head off the ramp, you release X and then press and hold. Um, triangle wow. for either a vertical flip forward or um, a vertical flip forward or if you want to go back you have to hold X first or uh, sorry triangle first and then when you're about to jump switch to X so that you then go backwards and do a back flip I'm and if you want to do it sideways you want to read if you want to go sideways you have to hold the square button and then switch to the circle button right when you get off the ramp so that you can do a spin. And if you want to do it the other way, it's the other way. I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> so that that took a while to get used to. Um, but it is, like, it's it's challenging, but when you nail, like, a, um, a front grab at, at uh, 360, yeah. it's pretty solid. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool because it's like the 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 mental gymnastics that you have to do to pull that off is like, yeah, you really have to think about like what trick that you want to do and you have to commit to it. If you don't commit to it, you'll crash and burn. And wow. I did that a lot of times on the on the on the on the <laughs> snowboard. Okay, it's coming so out I, soon. So uh... it's coming out soon. Am I gonna pick it up? Probably not. I think I would still get it on. Um, Ubisoft's like uh, X Play Plus thing or U Play Plus or whatever. Yeah. Um, just to see it there, and then check it out. Um, because then I can just play it on GeForce now, and see how that and then see how that goes. And if I do, I might stream it because it is something that is fun to that the presentation and stuff. It seems fun enough to stream. Plus, when you're in the open world, it's kind of fun. You eventually unlock a snowmobile. So if you're like in the snowy areas, you can just like summon the snowmobile and then you can snowmobile to the next event. Nice. Or you can just switch to your bike. You can walk. You can switch to your um, snowboard. You can say, hey, I'm just going to fly there. You can do that too. That's pretty cool. Like the open world part is only when you can go to like the next event. Okay. Because all the areas are technically interconnected. But as soon as you're in a race, it's like in an instant. Mm. Okay. I I hope if there are any other things that I missed, because I only played it for like two hours or so, 
Um, if there's anything that they're missed, that they got the feedback that they needed to get, oh my goodness, I just pulled out my lights. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. I hope, like, there's nothing they can do about it in terms of, like, improving the controls. So I think when it comes to the controls, it's a matter of getting used to it. Okay. Outside of that, I'm still playing Death Stranding. Um, How I'm far on, along are you? I think I'm. A, where am I again? I think I'm on ch- episode five or six. Okay. The it's the episode is called Cliff. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So I think I'm on on that episode, and good grief, this this story just get keeps getting weird, doesn't it? I know. Yeah, I think but I'm that's almost like on the, the, on the, the West Coast. Yeah, I'm almost at the West Coast, and now it's getting really hard because you're mostly in the mountains, yep. and it's mostly snow, and I hate it. But don't you have I an exoskeleton? So I have the exoskeleton, the, the all-terrain one. Yeah. So that kind of helps, but the vehicles kind of suck in the snowy environment. Mm-hmm. There's always snow time fall, which is 10 times worse. Um. I'm, I never have enough of those container sprays, which is fantastic. And for some reason, there are mission critical... I am doing mission critical... Uh, I'm doing story critical missions mm-hmm. that all involve so many big packages yeah. that I can't carry them all in one go. Don't you have the little carry-ons that you can attach to yourself that follow you? Yeah, but I... Does it, doesn't it get snagged on the mountains? Because that's the only reason I haven't used them. No, because they attach to you. And as long as you don't do crazy stuff, then they'll just follow you wherever you go. Because oh, they're tethered to you. Yeah, and as as for the timefall, you can build these. I don't know if you already have it. Timefall shelter. Sorry. Yeah, you can build like this umbrella and then it also fixes your gear. Yeah, the timefall shelters are pretty great. Yeah. But then I saw what they are introducing into the the, the director's cut. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so there's apparently this stabilizer that I haven't gotten yet because I haven't gotten far enough to the game to mm-hmm. get more new gear. I'm like, okay, there's still stuff that I have to look forward to. There's a lot of gear and, in it. Yeah, no kidding. Holy smokes. And it's <laughs> like, I try to like keep up with like everything that's coming out. And it's like, oh, now you have all these guns and you have all these uh, items that you can use. And like some of them are handy. Like for example, the, 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 the thermal pad that you can put onto your body, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny because it glows like ET. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it keeps you warm so that your stamina doesn't deplete as quickly. But geez, that snow is really bad. Yep. And it's even worse because when you're in a time fall, in a time fall storm and you get caught by, uh, by a BT, Oh my goodness, that's so friggin' annoying. Yep. Did you already get the grenades? Yeah. What's your, what your blood? You get the grenades very early. Yeah. I got the guns that fire the blood. You know, the funny part is, is that I felt that the as soon as you got the grenades that contain your blood, the, it became a little bit OP because you like. Oh, the grenades have... are OP because the guns are crap. Yeah, yeah, the grenades are OP. So, like, what what I would do is I would stock up on a lot of blood and then stock up on a lot of grenades, and I could like easily take on any BT or any boss. So, like, I I wish they kind of made that a bit more gradual or a little bit more harder. 
but like eventually when you get to the boss fights it's like really easy because you know oh i have to make sure that i have enough blood and then i have to fill up the, the grenade and then throw it at his head and then if you just do that a couple of times then you just beat the boss so like that's the only gripe i have with the game that the boss fights are or as soon as you get the grenades it becomes really easy um they're not forcing you to change tactics or anything yeah true I thought like, oh, the guns are gonna be better because you know bullets, but no. Yeah, the grenade better. launchers, which yeah, you get those later, or the bazookas, you know. Ooh, okay, I haven't gotten to that. Yeah. Yeah, so I've I've been playing that um, offline, of course, because I want to like get the full immersion of the story, and I feel like, and I and I already told said this before, but I, the only reason I stopped streaming Death Stranding. Is because like the story, like the story cutscenes are really long, and if I have to interrupt it by interacting with the chat, no offense to chat, um, but I wouldn't be getting the full gravitas of the game story. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was the funny thing is I was expecting like a big package, and um, uh, so the like the post the postman brought the pick the the big package in like to my house. And I was playing Death Stranding, so it was on my TV. And they were like, oh, what game are you playing? I'm just like, uh, I'm playing Death Stranding. Oh, what's it about? And then you have to explain to a postal worker that you're playing a game where you're essentially a postal worker trying to reconnect America. Yeah. How did that work out? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just explained to it, and they're like, oh, oh, that's interesting. They're like, it sure is. It's basically my <laughs> job without a car. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's so weird. I am kind of looking forward to the director's cut, mostly because it's relatively cheaper. Um, I think the upgrade is like ten bucks. Upgrade is like ten, ten, yeah, ten yeah. bucks or something like that. So I, I'm willing to do that, but I want to finish the game first before I get it. Yeah, so but even if you don't uh, have the game, I mean, I, I'm surprised it's only fifty bucks if you buy it full out. Because yeah. I I have to buy it full because I don't have a. I have digital PlayStation 5. But like that's the that's the reason why I am going with Death Stranding over Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is 80. This one's 50. Yeah, I mean I like both games, but then the choice is easy. You know, I'll buy Death Stranding and I'm I don't intend on streaming it because I want to, you know, all experience that all over again offline. Um but yeah, um I don't I don't understand why that one is 50 and Ghost of Tsushima is 80. I don't know either. You have to ask Sony. At, le- at least it's tolerable. Yeah. Um, so we don't, you know, can't look a gift horse in the mouth. So um, outside of that, I also got another game, another retro game. Um, I don't have it with me because it's in my uh, DS Lite. Uh I should have put it here because I'm playing. I want to play it on the game in the Game Boy Player on my GameCube because it's Mega Man Battle Network, which is a RPG from back in 2001 when the Game Boy Advance launched. Oh wow! And it's a really good Mega Man game. It's a really good Mega Man series because there were like six other games that came out of it. The game is 20 years old this year. It turned 20 March of this year, and. Capcom did zero. As far as I can tell, they didn't even acknowledge the fact that it turned 20. Uh-oh. Maybe if I go back to their Twitter account, they might have posted something on the launch day for it. But yeah, I can't find anything about it. And it really sucks. It's a good, it's a good game. It's like, 
like the first couple of games were really good and that's kind of how Mega Man games tend to be like the first three four ish games are like solid and then it's literally just rinse and repeat okay um because they keep like with each iteration they keep adding new mechanics to it but by the fourth game they're not really adding new mechanics um maybe just improving like the game engine and stuff Mm -hmm. and i started playing this one again because i bought it used and oh man like the nostalgic feelings man so good like the music is so good and like the battle mechanics is something that I haven't played in like a really long time because it's the first game, and I'm still very fairly early in the in the in the story, but I've kind of I kind of hit a roadblock with one of the optional battles that you can do, and it's like, oh my gosh, why is this one stupid optional battle so hard? Okay, like it's unnecessarily hard because the character that you have to beat, like when when the health is like lower than th- uh lower than a quarter mm-hmm. it starts doing this move where it where it basically allows itself to heal up almost 50 over 50 percent and if you don't have enough healing items you can't use them so my health is like at 40 the whole time out of 240 and it keeps blinking and then the stupid enemy heals up again it's like you have to basically start from scratch and I don't have enough health and you have to be very careful because it randomly attacks you. It like it, it, it telegraphs it, but uh, if you're so twitchy and like on edge, it doesn't help. It sounds like all. a souls game. Uh, no, it's not a souls game, but gosh, darn it. Is it annoying? Oh, okay. Um, at least that specific uh, battle, the game itself is relatively doable um it's starting to get a little bit more challenging but yeah i think it's i'm think i'm i'm not even a quarter through the story so it's still very early uh it also had an anime so i started watching the anime again nice <laughs> and i watched th- i watched through the whole anime <laughs> it's like 50 it's like 56 episodes oh shit like you don't have anything better to do <laughs> i do it whenever i whenever i can fit in like an episode here or there mm. so yeah, like the it's the anime was actually that's one of the first. Okay, it's not one of the first that I watched. It's one of the first that I was able to obtain in a certain way to watch it because it was the Japanese version with fan subs. And oh my goodness, how like if, if sorry, I'm it's a little bit of an anime rant, but how far we have come from the days of fan subs to where we now get official sub uh, sub uh, subtitles on anime that are like solid and not guesstimating and just making it edgy for edgy's sake where they put in swears where no swear was uttered yeah it's yeah it's weird but uh, smiling and nodding smiling and nodding i don't watch anime <laughs> so i've been playing mega man battle network uh i also found my um Freeloader disc for GameCube, which allows me to play to to play um, region lock games, so like US games, Japanese games. And nice. I have two US games. One of them is Custom Robo, so I booted it up real quickly and play, played like a round. Um, I was like, oh, that's really cool and it's really fun, and it, it's an also an, another RPG by uh, by uh, Skip and published by Nintendo. It's a Nintendo IP, 
and I was like, gosh darn it, I kind of want to stream this, but I have no way of hooking up my GameCube to my computer to stream it. Ugh. If I could, I would, because then I would just play Mega Man on that, uh, on streams next to like Sigurumana and just do that and have a good time. Um, so now I'm just playing three just to have fun. And lastly, I've been playing Genshin Impact. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You know why I'm playing Genshin Flipping Impact? Because of the Horizon skin? Because of the stupid Horizon random stuff that you can that's get. That's how you get, the, how they get you. That, I think you said that you. last time. Exactly. That is what I said the last time. That's how they get you. This is the first collab that they're doing. Like, up until this, like, the game has been out for two years. Well, over a year now. And this is the first collab that they're doing. Like, just flat out. Like, normally you would have collabs before you hit the six month mark. And now we're heading, I think we've either hit the one year or about to hit one year. And only now we're getting like the first collab. And that's a pretty big one if you think about it, because it's a. I'm pretty sure it's only PlayStation exclusive. So if you're playing on mobile, you're not getting the Aloy skin. I don't know. I think you're right. Like you can't, you can't get it. You can't get Aloy. You have to play it on PlayStation uh, Four or PlayStation Five because it has backwards compatibility. I think, I think it actually did get a PlayStation Five. It did update. So I'm not. I don't know. I don't have a PlayStation Five, so I don't know how if it looks better. I'm assuming it just runs at 4K native now. With 60 FPS. Yeah, because it's honestly not that graphically intense um, of a game if it can run on mobile. Um, not okay, not to dis not to discount mobile because mobile these days actually does some pretty cool stuff, like with graphics. But still. Um Yeah, so I've been playing that again. The only difference is I played it mostly on mobile. And the saves are not cross-saved, so I basically had to start from the beginning because the last time I played on my PlayStation 4, I was still in the pro. <laughs> oh, my God. Happy days. So I have, so I have to get... Because I think the, the, the collab is like a week, and I that means I have to get through the prologue stuff so that I can actually get to do... You have to... Yeah, get to do those kind of events. Yeah, you have to get to a certain level, and if you don't... Yeah. It will the outfit will be added later in update two point one or something like that. So the uh, yeah. the outfit will be available at a later point. Yeah, but again. then you have to like, but then you have to do the gotcha, and then it's like a random process. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been playing that, and I think that's about it. Awesome. You played. Oh no, sorry. Did. There was, there was one more thing, and I did live stream it, and that was the WarioWare Get It Together demo on Switch. Um. Played that on stream for like about an hour and a half. Really fun. Really unique. If you have a Switch, I would recommend downloading the demo and checking it out yourself. Um, if you don't have it or you don't feel like wasting space on it, the VOD is on my channel. You can check it there. Um, and then I played a little bit of Sonic Mania and got really frustrated online for the first time <laughs> on stream. Nice. Now I'm like I'm never playing Sonic again on stream because <laughs> I yeah. because I get really really agitated when I don't get to, when I keep losing the whole time oh. <laughs> and I was also playing as Sonic so it's like ten times harder instead of playing as Tails the best character mm -hmm. um, that's my opinion 
I am a Tails fan. You can you don't have to add me on that one. Tails is just awesome. <laughs> and smiling and nodding. Smiling and nodding. <laughs> Always smiling and nodding. I don't play it, so I there's there's not much I can say about it. Smiling and nodding. Hmm. All right. Well, while you smile and nod, can you do the honors? I will uh, try. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone again for tuning in to another episode of Game Rivals. Um, you can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Overcast, uh, Anchor. Um, you can reach out to us by email: gamerivals at female female female. <laughs> I don't know why. Game rivals at feed game rivals feedback at gmail.com. There you go. There uh, yeah. Slow and singable at the time. Um, we're also on YouTube. So this episode is no longer audio only, it's also video only. You can find us on YouTube. The link is in the description. Um, as I've said before, I'm not a fan, but unfortunately, I have to say this please consider liking and subscribing as it helps us out a lot. Um, also, if you like the content, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or your other platform. The tricky part is, is that discoverability really sucks when it comes to podcasting platforms. So the more good reviews we get, the more our content is discovered by others. Um, which more means people can enjoy our antics. Yeah, more people can enjoy Game Rivals. So basically that. Um, we're on Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore. Maximilian is also on Twitter at Maximilian. Um, we're both on Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X and twitch.tv slash on Templar. Um, we're also on Instagram at Maximilian underscore X and at game rivals. And with that, I think I've covered them all. Yes, you have. On that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I have been and will always be Maximilian X. And we will catch you on the next one. Later. Later.